1: Okay, so for the past weeks now, we've been looking at abounding with blessing through faithful stewardship. Somebody say, abounding with blessing through faithful stewardship. The Bible says in Proverbs twenty-eight verse twenty, a faithful man shall abound with blessings. Somebody say, a faithful man shall abound with blessings. In other words, if you are also unfaithful, you shall be bankrupt of blessings. A faithful man abounds with blessings. But he that maketh haste to be rich shall not be innocent. Okay. I'm reading from Matthew 25 verse 19 now. After a long time. Somebody say after a long time. Yeah. Matthew 25 verse 19. After a long time their master returned from his trip and called them to give an account of how they had used his money. The servant to whom he had entrusted five bags of silver came forward with five more and said, Master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest and I've earned five more. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Verse 22. The servant who had received two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest and I've earned two more. The master said, well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in handling the small amount, so now I will give you more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Then the servant with one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man, harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. Look, here is your money back. Okay. But the master replied, you wicked and lazy servant. If you know I harvested where I didn't plant and gather crops, I didn't cultivate why I didn't deposit my money in the bank. At least I would have gotten some interest on it. Then he ordered, take the money from his servant and give it to the one with 10 bucks of silver. To those who use well, what they are given, even more will be given, and they will have abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. Now throw this useless servant into outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This whole series is based on two things. And it's based on the fact that number one, we are stewards. Somebody say we are stewards. Yeah, that's what it's based on. If you check the story, that's what it's about. We, we don't owe anything. You and I don't owe anything. You have a car, you have a house, you have a property, you have a wife, you don't owe anything. The Bible says, for we brought nothing into this world and it is certain. And God's account of you is the most trusted account. Job had that understanding. He said, naked I came out from my mother's womb and naked I will return. Nobody comes with anything in your lifetime. You may acquire some things. And it's important that you don't allow it to enter your head. Because most of the time, how people behave in life largely is not based on the fact that they are naked. If everybody knows that his end is naked, everybody will have maintain a cool head. But most of the time, through our lifetime, through our effort, through our hard work and all of that, the little things you are able to en- acquire and engage, they so get the better part of us that we begin to think that when we die, we'll carry all of them with us. But nobody has succeeded in carrying anything with them. Anything valuable you acquire in your lifetime. When you die, it leaves you here. Praise the Lord. You leave it here. You, you can carry it with you on the other side. He said, We brought nothing into this world. So we are not owners. Somebody say, I'm not an owner. Yeah, you have to have an understanding that you are not an owner. You don't own your life. You can't use your life for whatever you want to do with it. Somebody owns a life and it dictates. It. What you should use your life for now. If you are not an owner, then you should be something because you are the only two positions you can occupy in life: you are either owning or you are a steward, you are either a master or you are a servant, you are a son or you are a father. So he says that we are stewards. First Corinthians 4, verse 1 and 2. This is how one should regard us. Somebody said this is how you should regard yourself. Ask your neighbor, do you regard yourself like this? Okay, he said, this is how one should regard us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required of stewards that they should be found faithful. It's required of stewards that they should be what? They should be found what? Faithful faithfulness is the primary requirement so i'm teaching on biblical demands for good stewardship when can one receive a commendation that you are a good and faithful servant what does it take for a man to come to a place where god looks at him and say well done god's well done is predicated on a number of things one of them is faithfulness somebody say faithfulness 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 is the foremost biblical demand from good stewards to be faithful is to be reliable to be faithful is to be dependable to be faithful is to be trustworthy to be faithful is to be consistent to be always around to be steady when things are good when things are bad that's a faithful person a faithful person keeps his word a faithful person can be depended on. He's dependable, trustworthy, consistent, and reliable. He does not change like shifting shadows. The reason why you and I are here is because God is faithful. The Bible says, it's of the Lord's message we are not consumed. His compassion fail not. His faithfulness is new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. It's of his great faithfulness that we are here. And if others are going to also count on us, be able to do much with us, and we are going to make much of our lives, we must learn to be faithful. Turn to anybody say, learn to be faithful. To I want you to take this subject I'm teaching very seriously because we live in times where faithful men are hard to find. Faithful women are hard to find. Faithful women are very, very... Uh, uh, rare. It's a scarce commodity. And you see, the more scarce a commodity is, the more precious it is. Yeah, you don't find gold on the street because it is not a common commodity. And so it's very very precious. And when we are living in times where faithfulness is scarce, then it becomes a very priceless asset if you have it. And thankfully you and I have it. Turn to your neighbor and say you have it. Yeah, because if you are born again and the Spirit of God lives in you, the Spirit of God working through your recreated spirit gives birth to one fruit called faithfulness. Unfortunately, because of the inconveniences of our time and the quick and the hasty way people want to get things that does not belong to them, we are not manifesting much of this fruit. In fact, in modern times, more people are inclined to be unfaithful because it looks like a shortcut to success. The more crooked you are, the more you seem to be succeeding in business. But it's a matter of time. It's a matter of time. Nobody builds a lasting life on unfaithfulness. You can't build a lasting relationship on unfaithfulness. Faithfulness is a must. Look at what the Bible says. These are two things. David, the sweet psalmist of Israel... And his son Solomon agreed that faithful men are not common. Look at this with me. Psalm 12, verse 1 and 2. Psalm 12, 1 and 2. He said, help. Somebody say, help. help. Huh. This is David. He said, help, O Lord, for the godly are fast, what? Disappearing. The faithful have vanished from the earth. When faithful men are vanishing, may we find some in the in embassy of life. May we find some in this church. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. In your workplace, when all men cannot be counted and trusted, may you be found trustworthy. Amen. Shout a believing, amen. amen. He said, neighbors lie to each other, speaking with flattery lips and deceitful hearts. That's why he prayed. He said, Help for the godly men are perishing. Faithful men are lacking. Young man, you meet him, he say, I've never been married before. I want to be close to you. You dig deep, 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 deep. Later on, you come to realize that Charlie, the guy has married two times. And so if you are looking for a relationship and you are hasty, you are likely to miss it. Sometimes people have they meet people and they, they bring some of them around. You tell them, cool down small. Yeah, cool down small. Now, Proverbs 20 verse 6, this is what the man... Uh, Solomon said, He said, "Most men will proclaim his own goodness, but who can find a faithful man? If you go for an interview, that's when you see people proclaiming their goodness. What can you do? What can you do? Tell us about your abilities, and they will move you heaven, and they'll move you from heaven to hell and back. <laughs> Praise the Lord. All kinds of things. Give them the job. They are not available. Give them the job. And they are non-performing people. Praise the Lord. It's important we appreciate faithfulness because according to scripture, a faithful man abounds with blessing. Somebody say a faithful man abounds with blessing. And so I will walk you through a number of such blessings. If I'm able, I will do ten. If I'm not able, I I will pause it. Amen? So... What are the blessings, the benefits of faithfulness? Number one is that faithfulness deepens relationships. Somebody say it deepens relationships. Yeah. The first thing that is important in relationships is faithfulness. Faithfulness. The Bible says a faithful man concealeth a matter, but a talebearer bearer revealeth secrets. You cannot be trusted with any information. If you want to build strong relationships, we need to be faithful. Whether they are church relationship, they are married relationship, they are business relationship, you need to be faithful. Somebody say faithfulness. faithfulness. It builds relationship and I realize that it's not just on the human scale, it's even on the divine scale. Who will God trust? Who will God confide in? He has to be a faithful person. You have to be faithful so God can trust you. Look at what the Bible says in Psalm 101, verse 6 to 7. I will search for faithful people to be my companions. This is God. I will search what? For faithful people. Who is looking for a man to marry and the man comes with the CV? Me. There is no girl who I cannot uh, floor. That is the profile he's giving you. No, you won't search for such a person. The Bible says, "I will set for faithful people for my companions. Only those who are above reproach will be allowed to serve me." Verse seven, he says, "I will not allow deceivers to serve in my house, or lie, and liars will not stay in my presence." Some of the psalms are very tough. "I will set for faithful people to be my companions." Look at this. Moses was one who was one of such companions. Let's look at what the Bible says about Moses. In Numbers 12, to eight. Here, Then he said, hear my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. He's talking about intimacy. He's talking about the, the depth of relationship. How deep you could go. He said, if there is any prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known to him in a vision. I will speak to him in a dream. If there is any prophet I am relating with, that's how I relate with. Not so with my servant Moses. He says, when it comes to Moses, my dealing with him is different. And the reason why it's different is that he's faithful in all my house. He's faithful in what? All my house. He's faithful in all my Moses can be trusted. So I don't come to him in visions and dreams. I speak to him. Look at it. He said, I speak with him face to face. It's dangerous to confide in an unfaithful person. When you put confidence in an unfaithful man, it's like having your tooth, what? You've forgotten. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the Proverbs talks about the fact that when you, you put confidence, confidence in an unfaithful person is like your toothache. It's more than that. It says, I will speak with him, even plainly, not in dark sayings. He will see he sees the form of a Lord why were were you not then afraid to speak against Moses I'll use this later on Abraham was one of such people and this is something you don't even see in uh, until later on that's why you have to read the the Bible has a composite. Nehemiah chapter 6 gives us a secret account about why God entered into a covenant because God is wanting to, he's looking for somebody to make a covenant with and he finds no other person than Abraham. Why? He said, Yes, you are the Lord. The God who chose Abraham, he could have chosen anybody. Many people were on the planet at the time but God chose Abraham. He said, "You brought him out of Ur of the Chaldeans and gave him the name Abraham." Verse 8. Look at that with me, verse 8. You found his heart faithful before you and did what? Made a covenant to give to give his offspring the land of the Canaanites. So, the whole land of Canaan was predicated on faithfulness. He found him faithful he found him faithful. You see, until God proves your faithfulness, there are things he cannot commit to you. And faithfulness is not by mouth. Faithfulness is in your attitude, your disposition. How you handle money. How you handle things that belong to other people. All of these things are things that are a pointer to faithfulness. Somebody say faithfulness. faithfulness. Jesus started his relationship with his disciples. And he called them servants you remember when they went to where they had a the, the wedding feast in Cana? the mother told them whatever he tells you to do do it that's that's simply what servants are servants do whatever they are told to do they are like in the army camp you don't talk back to your bosses paul was telling uh what do you call it, slaves in the first century about how they ought to relate to their bosses and when you look at that account you see what Jesus, how his relationship with them progress. It progress. Relationships progress. You have just met somebody three weeks ago He said, trust me. huh?" They don't trust like that. When you ask one question, you say, why can't you trust me? Don't foolishly trust. Am I communicating here? Yeah. yeah. You ask the gentleman a question and he's uh, putting the trust card. Trust card. Trust card. Trust card. No, no. Trust is not sold in the supermarket. It's, it's all, you can't find it at Kumasi mall. You demonstrate it by your words and by your deeds. We are meeting here at 10 a.m. He comes at 12 and it's the traffic. If it's not the traffic, he had a flight tire. If it's not flat tire, somebody hit his car. And when you go, there is no dent anywhere. You can't trust such a person. Am I communicating here? John 15, 15, he said, I no longer call you slaves, but a master Because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. He's talking about the death of relationship. So sometimes you can have a group of people, but one may be closer than the other. You see, relationships are not all the same. You have to understand that there are deaths of relationships. Some of you sometimes find yourself in serious predicaments because you didn't understand the death of the relationship before you committed. You gave certain level of commitment to somebody who was not deserving. People qualify to get a certain access. Am I communicating here? You have to understand that. Jesus had different levels of his relationship. He had 70 disciples. He had 12 disciples. Out of the 12, he distinguished three of them. And out of the three, the the man John was still distinguished. I'm not communicating here. You have to understand that there are levels of relationship. And it's based on trust. It's based on trust. When Jesus was hanging on the cross, he looked down. He couldn't see anybody. It was John he found. He said to your mother, I commit. He trusted his mother to John because he could trust him. Am I communicating here? It's very, very important that we appreciate this. There, he said, I don't call you slaves anymore. He started with them. It was that level. You see, there is a way you can work for somebody. Eh? Very soon, the way your boss will be relating with you, people will think that you are the son of the owner of the company. You are the son of the owner of the company because literally everything, there are people who actually know more about their place of work. The boss confides in his servant or employee much more than he confides in his wife. It's not It's it's an abnormality, but, you know. Because some wives can be dangerous and some men can be dangerous. Tell you. I had a story this week of uh, one footballer who will all his property, he gave it, invested all his property in his mother. Everything he had in his mother. And I was happy to hear that Ghana, you can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Ghana, you can do that. So, those of you men who are married and you bought lands and it's in your mother's name, your father's name, repent. When the weather is cold in the night, you go to your mother. Yeah, yeah. You can't trust your mother more than you trust your wife. It's, it's not right. It's not right. You cannot take your mother's word above your wife's word. Am I communicating here? Learn to be one with your wife. This generation don't simply understand commitment. How can you be giving more to your, your mother and your, your 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 wife needs something to even change her hair. She's not getting. And every time you are complaining, money, money, is money, 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 money. A man shall leave the father and mother and cleave. A man shall leave. He didn't say the woman shall leave. Because leadership is everything. Somebody say leadership is everything. Yeah, so, so, so you have to learn to be faithful. Be faithful. Be faithful. The relationship deepened. You look at Paul and his associates. Some of them, you call them brothers. Because their relationship was so deep. Called timothy brother He called titus brother why were they from the same mother no titus was a greek paul was a full jew but he said he's my brother look at that with me second corinthians chapter two verse thirteen he says i had no rest in my spirit because i did not find my, my titus my brother but taking my leave i departed from macedonia i did not find him he was so faithful that he called him my brother The Bible says faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. A friend loves at all times, but the brother is born for adversity. Am I communicating here? Please understand that faithfulness is critical to deepen any relationship. Number two, faithfulness guarantees promotion in life. Somebody say promotion in life. Say promotion in life. Yeah, promotion in life. Don't go and take money uh, uh, on loan for somebody and you are living with your husband, he doesn't know. You have guaranteed loan for somebody. When it's time for them to pay the money, and you are not, your husband is the person they are likely to hold. Because they see you as one with him. But you have used the money for an agenda nobody knows. Am I communicating here? Promotion. How many of us want to be promoted in life? Yeah. Promotion is not in a Atria Mountain. Can I tell these people? Your promotion is not in praying all night. There are are people who tell you if you pray at a certain specific time of the night you'll be promoted. No, 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 no. It's good to pray. But pray that you receive grace to be faithful. Because on the job, it's faithfulness that guarantees promotion. It's not prayer. Am I communicating here? Be faithful on the job. If you want to be promoted, be faithful. Matthew 25, he says, you've been faithful over a few things. I will make you a ruler over many things. I will make you a ruler. You've been faithful over a few. I will make you a ruler over many things. Somebody say many things. Many things. Few things, many things. Few things, many things. Few things, many things. This agenda of... Uh, if you walk with that mindset... Eh? You can never, the Bible says if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who will give you your own? In other words, if you are hoping to step out of a business to go start your own and you are not serving faithfully, don't start it. Because the moment you start, you have failed on start. On your start. Am I communicating here? Yeah. Don't collapse a school to go form your own. Don't kill a business to go from your own. God is not a man that is you mocked. The Bible says, Whatsoever a man sows, the same he shall reap. The same way you have been gathering people, moving them, soliciting, using all kinds of things, your Absalomic spirit, telling them promises you cannot fulfill. And all of those things, just to win their loyalty. Understand that when you finish, two years, three years down the line, they will also find out another person will come to your company and he will be the darling boy of the company. And sooner or later, he will run you down. And when that time comes and you begin to run high blood pressure, uh, don't call me. Am not communicating here? Let's be faithful. God promotes faithful people. You have to understand that God promotes faithful people. Look at Daniel chapter 6, verse 1 and 4 1 to 4. Darius the Medi decided to divide the kingdom into 120 provinces, and he appointed a high officer to rule over each office. Each province. The king also chose Daniel and two others as administrators to supervise the high offices and protect the king's interests. Daniel proved himself more capable than all the admi- other administrators and high officers because of Daniel's great ability. The king made plans to place him over the entire empire. Now look at verse 4 with me. Let's read it together. Yes. Then the other under- and high officers began searching for some fault in the way Daniel was handling governmental affairs. How he was handling money. <laughs> Governmental affairs. How the dollars were being managed, whether they were in a trunk or they were in the bank. There is a strong conviction in our times that trustworthiness, faithfulness doesn't pay. That's, that's increasingly a lot of people are growing with the mindset that faithfulness doesn't pay. You have to be crooked to make it. But listen, it you see, you, when you say you are making it, people are only looking at their lives on earth. And you see, it shows that they are very myopic because your life on earth is a very short life. Am I communicating here? Yeah. You can make it here and never make it there. And there, if you are not, if not, you don't make it there, eternally you've not made it. That's more regretful. They were looking for a case against Daniel. But they couldn't find anything to criticize or condemn. He was faithful, always responsible and completely what trustworthy. Always, 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 always. You see, if people are challenging you that faithfulness does not pay, I also want to challenge you that trust God, faithfulness pays. Amen. Praise the Lord. Faithfulness pays with God. It pays with God. It pays with God. It pays with God. In the book of Ecclesiastes, it said, because sentence against the wicked is not executed speedily, the hearts of men are set to do evil. And that is what in the three language the translator says. Ecclesiastes says, Sentence against the wicked. It's not executed speedily, but sentence will eventually be executed. The the, the wheels of justice grind slowly, but it grinds. Faithful brings honor. Somebody say, Honor, honor. you shall be honored in your life. Amen. May you die in honor. Amen. May you live in honor. Amen. There are people who live in honor, they don't die in honor. But there was a man by the name of David, he lived a long, full life, blessed, prosperous. And the Bible says he died in a good old age, full of this, riches and honor. Riches and honor. You see, you can have riches without honor. It's better to have riches with honor. Am I communicating here? Yeah. It's better to have riches with honor. The Bible says a good name is rather to be chosen than great riches. That's honor. Honor. Look at what the Bible says. Proverbs 27 verse 18. Whoever tends the fig tree shall eat its fruit. So he who patiently. Somebody say patiently. Amen. Say patiently. Amen. Patiently and faithfully guards and heats his master. Shall be honored. Shall be honored. Shall be honored. Faithfully and patiently. There's an impatient generation. You see, faithfulness is always associated with impatient people. Impatient people, they are in a hurry. They must get it now. It's now or never. Today or never. I must get it and I must get it now. So the Bible says, a faithful man shall abound. But he that makes haste, he's in a hurry. He can't wait. So he receives the salary And instead of giving a portion to God, he can't wait. He must chop all. And after chopping all and chopping all, he's still the same. What has changed? How has your life become better with all of those things? The dubious means that you have been using. Selling drugs you know people don't need. Am I communicating here? Yeah. Doctors prescribing drugs for cats. You know this drug is not are other alternatives people can buy. But this is where you have a percentage. So that's the one you prescribe all the time. Be faithful. Don't your neighbor and say be faithful. Yeah. yeah, be faithful. Unfaithfulness makes things very difficult around us. God people are not faithful. Things are very difficult. Sometimes you, you think it's the economy. It's not the economy. It's the wickedness and the unfaithfulness of human beings. The economy has its own bit. But human beings are also wicked and cruel. Number four. Faithfulness brings financial blessings. Somebody say financial blessings. When you are faithful in tithing and in giving, God blesses those who are faithful in that. When you are faithful in handling money, God blesses such people. The Bible says, A faithful man abounds with blessing. In Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22, The blessing of the Lord makes a rich, and he has no sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord. When it comes upon your life, it makes your life rich. May your life be rich. Yeah. May your life be rich. Yeah. You know, have you met somebody whose bank account is rich but his life is not rich? Yeah. 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 Because you see, faithfulness is moral wealth. When you are faithful, it's a sign of moral wealth. And that's the greatest wealth. When your character is, that's what the Bible talks about. He said, a good name is rather to be chosen, Proverbs 22 verse 1, than great riches. Than great riches. In our time, no, 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 nobody wants a good name. What's a good name without money? No, 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 no. What's a good name without money? As I'm even preaching, that's what somebody is saying. <laughs> Pastor, it's money I want. What's a good name without money? Now listen, let me tell you. You can have money if you want to have money for a short time. Have money without a good name. But if you want to have money for a long time, get a good name. Get a good name. Get a good name. Get a good name. name. You have money for a very long time. Very long time. And listen, it's not just only you, but the people after you. When you, you appear someone, they say, this guy is called appear, They say, ah, are you that appear of so-so and so? Are you appear of so-so and so? Immediately, they, they begin to draw a, a line of demarcation. If you are from, uh, that appear this no interview, just go, go. We have picked you already. We have picked you already. But there are people who go, they will speak big, big grammar. You know? At first class. You can have zero class. It's not that. You know, great heights in life, eh, people don't get there with qualifications. They get there by strategic relationships. And if you don't have a good name, you can't enjoy certain relationships. There are some people now, if you open a door for them with your name, they'll go and mess up the place. Pastor, give me recommendation. I'll give you recommendation. Whatever you go and do there, I'm affected. Look at what the Bible says. I like this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 6 to 7. He said, Most men, somebody say most men, most men will proclaim his own goodness. Own goodness. Talk. But who can find a faithful man? Now go to verse 7. He says, The righteous man was in his degree. His children are blessed after him. Which one would you prefer? The faithful man who works in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. This generation only understands it now and forget about children. Praise the Lord! Yeah, when their time comes, they will sort themselves out. <laughs> That's the generation we are in. Let's enjoy now. Today, let's eat and make merry. For tomorrow we die. Bible said, "A good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children." Tell them fourth generation. And the greatest inheritance is a name. Do you know that all the sacrifices that Jesus came to make on earth, the greatest reward he was given was a name? That's how powerful a good name is. At that name, doors open. At that name, answers are delivered to you. Now, you, Jesus is just living in you and all, the only thing you can boast of is that you speak in tongues. Your name should become a brand like that. That at your name, doors will open. At your name, people can leave money there. But you are chopping money and chopping even God's money that he has entrusted to you. You are chopping it. Faithfulness. Now look at Psalm 112 verse. He said, praise the Lord. Blessed is a man that feareth the Lord. That delighted greatly in his commandment. This is what he says. He said he seed. Somebody say he seed. Shall be mighty upon the earth. Then he says, The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Wealth and riches shall be in his house. Did you see that? His righteousness endure forever. Wealth and riches shall be in his house. One person you can you can give one room, apartment to three different people, and you are at large. I remember some man I knew many years ago. He built a house. Quick, quick! Collected this person's money, collected that mo- collected that person's money, and put up a house. When he finished, he put computer house, and he was gone. Think about two, three years down the line, they brought his dead body from whichever country he traveled to. The Bible said, "He that maketh his to be rich shall not be what? No sense. A faithful man enjoys divine protection. Somebody say protection. protection. Say protection. God will protect you. Amen. God will preserve you. Now look at what the Bible says. The he said all who belong to the Lord show how you love him. The Lord protects who? Oh, talk to me. The Lord protects who? But he severely what? Punishes everyone who is proud. The Lord protects the faithful. May the Lord preserve you. May the Lord protect you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Daniel was preserved and protected in the lion's den. Now look at what his boss said about him. Daniel chapter 6, verse 20 to 22. The Lord protects. When you are faithful, when they say we are doing auditing tomorrow, there is no dissing. You will not have a heart pressure. There are people who are heads of institution When they say they, should, they can't even take break uh, leave. They are just there every time. And because they are sitting on things. Ministers that cannot be fired because they are sitting on things. I'm not communicating here. You are sitting on things. You will sit on it forever. Thank God for OSP. Our incorruptible OSP. May the Lord help us. When he got there, he called out in anguish Daniel, servant of the living God, was your God whom you serve so faithfully. Look at that. Was your God whom you serve so faithfully able to rescue you from the lions. Look, listen to his answer. Daniel answered, Live long, the king. <laughs> long live the king. My God sent what? His angel to shut the lion's mouth so that they will not hurt me. For I have been found innocent in his sight. And I have not wronged your majesty. Faithfulness. I'm innocent in the sight of my God, and I've not wronged you too. God declares me. You see. In our age, eh, because of our understanding of grace, God's side, we don't have a problem. But human side, we are corrupted. Super, super corrupted. But you shall not be corrupted. Faithfulness and loyalty brings favor. Somebody say favor. favor. How many of you have prayed for favor before? It's good to pray for favor, but be faithful and favor will attend to you. In fact, the New Living Translation of Proverbs 19.22, he said loyalty makes you attractive. Makes you attractive. New Living Translation 19.22, Proverbs. Loyalty makes you attractive. Can you see that? It is better to be poor than dishonest. Loyalty makes you... Now listen, when you read the book of Proverbs, eh, you have to be, always be reminded, if you are not sure, check the author of the Proverbs. Most of them were done by Solomon. A few others were written by other people. And usually when somebody is talking, you have to listen. When somebody who has nothing says, I'm going to be enrich you, be, listen to his name. When somebody who has everything and so worthy and rich is also talking to you, better listen. Solomon was a richest, And he says, it's better to be honest than to be dishonest. Loyalty makes you attractive. It is better to be poor than to be dishonest. Am I communicating here? Yeah. Loyalty makes you attractive. Everybody wants you. Now, Proverbs 3, verse 3 to 4. This was what his father taught him. Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. Verse 4. He says, then you will find. Then you what? Then you what? You want to find favor, and you with both God and people be lawyer. You are a carpenter, be lawyer. I give you money. You said I can pay half. I chose to give you all because I need the work fast. You are a tailor, be fast. (laughs) I'm not communicating here. You are just you are just blowing tons and deceiving everybody. You can't just keep your word. If we plan our wedding with you, we'll be disappointed. Am I communicating here? If you have a a case with a lawyer, go and deal with him. Don't put it in my mouth. but that's the truth. You have to be fast. You are collecting the thing. You have a lot of stuff there. But because of money, oh, I'll finish for you in two weeks. Sometimes you you were better off if you were told two weeks. Then you close your mind. They will now rush it and when you finish and you fit in, you don't fit in. I don't fancy African print unless I walk in there and I enter it direct. Because I can't, I can't, I can't think far. That you have measured a person and then you bring the thing and the person brings it. He said, Comfy, what is wrong? <laughs> Somebody's way, way in Italy. He saw the suit, he put a size on it, 48. And he doesn't know me from anywhere. Fifty. The moment I pick it, I wear it. Everybody say, "Ah, pastor, who oh, look is fine?" Yeah. You, you are here with me. You saw the thing. Yeah. You have taken mine everything, and yet you have to still do adjustment. Yeah. Be faithful. <laughs> Turn to your neighbor and say, "Be faithful." Be faithful. <laughs> do you know why Joseph enjoyed favor? He was faithful. He was. He was the Bible said, and the Lord was with Joseph and showed him and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. Again and again. Faithfulness number seven guarantees establishment and secures your legacy. It guarantees establishment and secures your legacy. That is what the Bible says. First Samuel chapter 2, verse 35. Then I will raise up a faithful priest. Follow this. I'll raise up what? Who will serve me and do what I desire. And then I will what? Establish his family and they will be priests to my anointed kings forever. That's establishment. Establishes. In fact, Proverbs says the lips of truth. It says the lip of truth shall be established forever. Proverbs twelve nineteen. The lip of truth shall be established forever. But a lying tongue is but for a moment. Did you see that? When you lie, you have to lie again. But when you speak truth, forever is truth. Am I communicating here? Yeah. You have to lie again. Again. That's why a lying tongue is but for a moment. Just say it now. You just met them. You just. And when you usually finish, it looks like you're very smart. Because that's how liars feel. They feel that they are smart. They've outsmarted everybody. They don't know that you are outsmarting your own destiny. The Bible said, the king that faithfully judges the poor, his throne shall be established forever. Somebody said, the king that faithfully judges the poor, his throne shall be established forever. Yeah, Proverbs chapter 29, verse 14. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 14. Now, I like this, and I want you to take note because this took a bit of my time. I was enjoying the praise and worship, but this particular thing, when the Spirit of God drew my attention to it, it took a bit of my time. I wanted to come in and and, and enjoy it, but I was enjoying this test also. First Timothy chapter one. And that's number eight. A faithful man enjoys divine enablement. Somebody say, divine enablement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God enables people who are faithful. Go. In fact, a wise man said, the greatest ability is dependability. The greatest ability is dependability. If you are able but you are not dependable who wants to work with you but if you are not able they will take time and once they find you faithful i met a woman sometime but who is managing some fine business and was telling me about a young man and was telling me all the problems the guy is giving but he said pastor this guy he's a very reliable person i said if that one is in place forget about the others because that's the most important. Look at this. He said, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord. <laughs> who enabled me? First Timothy 1. Who enabled me for that? He counted me faithful, putting me into there. Putting me into there. He counted me what? Faithful, putting me into there. Now, the same text, the New Living Translation. I thank Christ Jesus our Lord. Who has given me strength to do what? Look at this. He has given me what? Strength. In other words, I didn't have strength, but he gave it to me. And he says, he considered me trustworthy and appointed me to serve. The reason why I was appointed was not because I was equipped. It was because I was faithful. Praise the Lord. Now look at this. This is a very typical case. This is what I I was enjoying. There are times people write impeccable CVs for certain jobs. And the same job is given to people who don't have their level of qualification to do it. Because there's a certain character trait that has been established. Praise the Lord. And in this case, God was looking for a man to go and deliver the children of Israel from uh, uh, captivity and bring them. And God went to one man who was not able. Look at this. (laughs) Uh, Exodus chapter 4 verse 10 to 16. But Moses pleaded with the Lord. Moses pleaded with the Lord. Oh Lord, I am not very good with words. I have never been and I am not now. Even though you have spoken to me, I get tongue tied and my words get tangled. Moses was simply telling God, no, I have never been good with words. I am not now and I will never be. So find somebody else. Moses had interesting excuses to give to God. One of them was that he couldn't talk. Now look at what God is going to do with this man who is not going to talk. The Lord asked Moses, who makes a person's mouth? Who decides whether people speak or do not speak? Hear or do not hear? See or do not see? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will be with your mouth as you speak. And I will instruct you in what to say. Moses will not agree. But Moses again pleaded. Lord, please send someone else. Send anyone else. I'm telling you, I don't know how to talk. And I don't want to learn how to talk. Find somebody else to go. Now, look at what the Lord said. Then the Lord became angry with Moses. All right, he said. What about your brother? Aaron, the Levite. I know he can speak well. I know he what? Speaks well. Now, this is it. If you know he speaks well, why will you come for me? Why don't you originally use the one who can speak well? But you are coming for me. He said, I know he can speak well. And he said, he, in fact, the way God made it, he said, I know he speaks well. And look, he's on his way to meet you. He will be delighted to see you. Verse 15, look at this, 15. Talk to him. Put words in his mouth. This is what God is saying. I'm not going to put words in Aaron's mouth. I will put it in your mouth. You say you can't speak. You put it in his mouth. Why make the work so cumbersome? You see, I want you to appreciate how God values faithfulness. He says, I'll be with you both. I'll be with both of you as you speak. I will instruct you both in what to do. Verse 16. Aaron will be your spokesman to the people. He will be your mafis. And you will stand in the place of God for him, telling him what to say. Now, come to Numbers of the 12 and see why Moses was chosen. While they were at Hezaroth, Miriam and Aaron criticized Moses because he had married a Cushite woman. They said, has the Lord spoken? Have you seen that? You see, the, the thing he was uh, running away from is the thing they are criticizing him on. Has the Lord spoken only through Moses? Has he not spoken through us too? But the Lord had it. He heard it because when Moses was bargaining with him at the backside of a desert, he doesn't know how to speak. He doesn't want to go and all of those. You see, they say, say to me, to me, to me, no, usually. And to me, and to me, and to me, no. I'm only a two. I don't know how to translate that one into English, honestly. He said, Has the Lord spoken only to us? Verse 3. Now Moses was humble, more humble than any person on the earth. Verse 4. He says, so immediately the Lord called to Moses and Aaron and Miriam and said, go out of the tabernacle, all three of you. So the three of them went to the tabernacle. Now look at this. He said, then the Lord descended in a pillar of cloud and stood at the entrance of the tabernacle. Aaron and Moses replied and they stepped forward. He said, so the Lord answered to him, listen to what I say. If you were prophets among you, I, the Lord, will reveal myself to in visions. I will speak to them in dreams. Verse seven, but not with my servant Moses. Of all my house, he's the one I trust. Can you be the one God trusts? Sometimes we want to have what people have, but we've not developed the character they have. You want to have a certain level of spiritual responsibility, a certain level of financial responsibility, a certain level of leadership responsibility, but we simply don't discharge ourselves faithfully. He said, of all my people, there are too many people I can commit responsibility to. But this one, I trust him. If I need him to go, here you go. If there's no one to fall on, I can always count on Moses to be there for me. That's the reason why Moses was chosen. It wasn't because he was the best qualified. Of course, it qualifies you for leadership. It qualifies you for what? Yeah, if you want to be a leader, learn to be faithful. Number 10 is that it's a crown of life. Somebody said the crown of life. Yeah, whatever that crown is, I want it, and you must want it. He said, Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. Everywhere Joseph went, he was a leader. He comes into Potiphar's house, they make him the leader. He goes into the prison, they make him the leader. He goes, that's how he, he rose from leadership, one leadership responsibility to another. Faithful. And nowhere you put Joseph, he will perform. Make him a houseboy. There is no tilapia that will be missing in the soup. There is no they will not package some sardines and sell them. Am I communicating here? No, there's not. They will not be collecting some from your dollars. Receive grace to be faithful. That's God to help you to be faithful. Receive grace to be faithful. Lord, I receive grace to be faithful. Open your mouth and speak to God. Grace to be faithful. 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 I receive grace to be faithful. I receive grace to be faithful. Grace to be faithful. When it's convenient, when it's not, I receive grace to be faithful. At all times, I receive grace to be faithful. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name, lift up your hands. Father, we receive grace to be faithful in all things. To be faithful in money matters. To be faithful in relationships. Be faithful in leadership. Be faithful in handling every responsibility. Thank you, Lord, that the blessings of faithfulness, they attend to us. In Jesus' precious name, amen. If you want to accept Jesus and make him your Lord and Savior, you want to say this prayer after me. Mean every word and then believe it in your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, I confess that you are my Lord and my Savior. I believe with my heart that you died and rose again for me. By my belief, I am justified. And by my confession, I am saved. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. If you pray that prayer in faith, you are a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. God bless you. We we'll look forward to having you join us again and again. We are blessed.
0: and on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6pm to 8pm. Our church auditorium is located on the top floor of Nanama Ejakuma Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santata Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on Embassy of Life Chapel, Facebook, or YouTube pages. God richly bless you. Oh, no.